Hello, and welcome to F&I Talk Outside the Box from EFG Companies. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Motorist Assistance Plan, also called MAP. You'll learn more about how this product from EFG Companies will enable you to equip every one of your customers with protection later on in this episode. I'm Dave Gibbs, training manager with EFG Companies. Today, I am very excited and honored to have a very special guest for today's podcast. It is EFG's very own president and CEO, Mr. John Papanastas. Welcome to the podcast, John. Thank you, Dave. I'm glad to be here. So, folks, we've asked John to join us today to discuss a high-level trend that's affecting the entire retail automotive space. We have all been reaping the rewards of sky-high used car prices in terms of profitability. Just to give you a couple of examples, you know, we've seen MSRPs on pre-owned cars and used car and new cars go for anywhere from five, six, seven thousand dollars over what normal pricing is. And while dealers are capturing greater front-end gross profit, we're also hearing and seeing a growing concern, John, regarding kind of how and when those prices begin to stabilize, especially regarding gap coverage and gap claims. That's exactly right, Dave. Yeah, we've been hearing a lot of questions. You know, over the last 12 months, used car prices have climbed by over 40%. And so a lot of our clients have been questioning the potential exposure that they might have if used car prices decline with respect to gap. Yeah, John, kind of lay a foundation for us here regarding GAP. Kind of help me understand the challenges we have coming towards us with GAP, these historically high used car prices. Okay, Dave. You know, GAP covers up to 100% of the deficiency in the amount owed on a vehicle and the amount covered by the insurer, the, the consumer's P&C uh, carrier, in the event of theft or total loss. So it pays off up to 100% of that gap. Higher gap underwriting losses are generally related to lax lending, longer loan terms, buying deeper, more subprime, lending more generously as a percent of the asset, higher loan to value ratios. But it's also driven by economic conditions. Economic conditions can strengthen or weaken demand. And at the same time, that change, when it impacts used car prices, that influences that gap. If used car prices go down, then the gap or the claim severity, as we call it, expands. And if dealers weren't prepared for that, then it results in underwriting losses on their book of business. So that's kind of the way that's kind of the way it works. So in an environment of inflated used car prices, if lenders are loaning as much as they have in the past or even more generously, and those car prices later decline, we'll see a higher claim severity and it'll tank underwriting results for the gap product. John, that makes complete sense, and I appreciate the details there. So it sounds like you've gone pretty deep in some of the analysis on the potential impacts on this for our clients and the industry as a whole. Are there other things you found in your analysis that you may want to share with us? Uh, sure. Yeah, well, first, let me say it wasn't my analysis. It was an analysis of a lot of team members here from marketing, from product, from operations, and I really appreciate their contribution. We also relied heavily on some industry experts, and then we looked at the data of our own dealers over the last three years so that we could understand what was happening. So what we found, Dave, was that while consumers are in fact paying more, they're still financing roughly the same amount as they did a year earlier. And their average monthly payment is only up 10%, which is a relatively modest increase in an environment where they're saving money in almost every other area of their life. 
Right. So in other words, consumers appear to be putting down higher, higher amounts of equity, probably due to higher trade-in values. And, and they're using their cash stockpile that they accumulated during the pandemic to put down more equity. Lenders look like our friends. In this environment of inflated used car prices, we're seeing lower loan-to-value ratios. We're seeing loan terms that aren't being extended. We're seeing lower interest rates, and we're seeing actually higher average credit scores on loans. So since gap losses are pretty healthy now across the industry, most of the adjustments have been made with a lot of effort across the industry. We didn't think there was immediate need for action uh, with our accounts, except on a case-by-case basis. Right. That makes complete sense, John. Thanks for breaking that down. So with all of this input from your internal uh, departments at ESG, what did you do with the takeaways? Well, we've been sharing it with our clients and letting them make some decisions about how they would like to underwrite this product. In some cases, they're more concerned because their book of business has seemed to change. When we looked at it by account, we saw a lot of volatility. But in general, we found that customers just weren't borrowing more. They're borrowing about the same amount. So loan to values are actually going down and we don't see a significant increase in risk. So we're having those conversations with our clients and we're still talking about uh, the performance of their book of business on a case-by-case basis. But Dave, we walked away from this feeling fairly comfortable that we didn't make need to make broad-based changes to our pricing across the across the country. Well, John, that makes complete sense. And I appreciate you sharing that. I'm sure that is calming to a lot of people that are listening in. So what advice are we giving our clients with respect to paying up, if you will, for used cars to obtain that inventory so they can stay in the market? That is a great question. You know, uh, in, in periods of inflation are generally great for the automotive for automotive retailing, but when it when prices are inflated, it clearly suggests that dealers need to be more disciplined in the way they invest and manage their used car inventory. And I don't think they need me to tell them that. Right. But there are so such strong economic tailwinds coupled with supply chain challenges for affecting new cars that we believe used car prices are going to remain high at least through the end of the year and probably well into the first quarter of next year. And when we when new cars come to market, we believe they'll come in at higher prices. You've heard every objection in the book when selling a VSC. Just like Goldilocks and her porridge, your customers want that perfect fit. How can a perfect fit for them increase your dealership's bottom line by up to $1,800 per month? It's simple. With EFG's MAP, you can create a completely custom plan tailored exactly to the driving habits and budget of your customers. It's so easy to sell with condensed coverage levels, expanded surcharges and deductibles, and terms in 2,500 mile increments. Give your customers exactly what they want to increase customer satisfaction and product penetration. Sign up for MAP today and prepare to take your F&I profitability to the next level. Go to efgcompanies.com for more details. So, John, if you would help me understand uh, some of the differences and how this has impacted pricing regarding pre-owned and new cars. That's, that's a good question, Dave. So what's happening is new cars affect used car uh, prices in a couple of ways. And what you hear the a lot of talk in the industry is, is that people who can't find new cars are buying used cars. I don't actually believe that's a very broad-based answer or, or an accurate answer. New car prices serve as a governor on used car prices. In other words, if used car prices are approaching new car prices, people just buy the new car. So new car prices provide a governor. The other thing they do is they, they limit the supply of trade-in inventory to our dealers, which reduces supply 
supply driving up prices also. So you see people buying out of their leases, not buying their lease vehicle rather than turning it back in. So the absence of new cars and the lack of movement in new car prices is pulling up used car prices. And so building on the last comment, when new cars come to market, they're going to come in at higher prices. And a lot of what's affecting used car prices is the demand from the consumer. I think that the last year has been so good for the average consumer that it brought people into the market that weren't there before, who didn't own a car. And so we've seen limited supply of new cars. We've seen limited supply of used cars because of the new car constraints, and we've seen growth in demand. So that's kind of the picture of what's happening with used car prices. John, uh, I appreciate that level of detail. And that's something I've seen out in the field in our accounts as well. Speaking to the the used car pricing and, and the complexities of that, what would be your advice concerning dealers regarding price points? In other words, charging consumers market rates for their vehicles, even though those rates can be in some cases significantly above uh, MSRP. Yeah, that's tricky. And it's complex also. You know, let's look at it on two two sides of the coin. Okay. Uh, on the one hand, as you mentioned, these are market rates. So to the extent that the dealer is charging a consumer the market rate for a vehicle, then definitionally, they're being fair to the consumer. And they also need to remind the consumer that they just paid the consumer 40 to 50% more than for their trade-in than they did a year earlier. But you have to balance that with the fact that consumers have long-term memories. And if you take advantage of them, they'll remember that for a very long time. So I think the answer to your question is that it's a nuance of magnitude. I think that dealers should be charging above MSRP. I just don't think that they should be gouging the customer. I think it's got to be balanced. We've all got to make a living. Yes, we do, John. In trying to connect some dots here for the folks on the podcast, you know, something that we emphasize in our F&I class is the importance of educating the consumer when the inevitable can happen regarding a total loss of a vehicle, whether that is, you know, the 125 to up to 150% worth of MSRP coverage we provide them, educating them on the benefits of down payments to help them reduce their risk of being in a large negative equity position. And, you know, the fact that none of us have a crystal ball regarding where these pricing uh, matrices in the market is going to end up in the future. Before we end every podcast, we would like to close with a couple of takeaways for our audience. John, what is one of your top things that our listeners should be able to take away from our conversation? Dave, I think our takeaway from the gap analysis was that there's not a, those are not treacherous waters. It's something that we all need to watch, but I think we're in pretty good shape having adjusted prices over the last several years. We believe that used car prices may drift a little lower, but we don't believe that there'll be a sudden or steep decline. So it's more likely that it'll be a gradual decline. If dealers mark up a $24,000 car by $2,000 and they've got 8% downside protection, We'd recommend that dealers focus maximum energy on winning more trade-ins, on monitoring OEM incentives and new car inventory turns, and using those last two, OEM incentives, which are at historically low levels, and inventory turns, which are in very at very high levels, as tripwires as to when to become more conservative in investing in used car inventory. 
Finally, it's really important, Dave, that we recognize that there is massive pent-up demand accumulating for new cars right now. It's as if a refrigerator is being pushed along carpet. Last year, we entered a pandemic in March and the economy was firing on all cylinders. But because of the pandemic stops and starts of factories, we sold 2.5 million fewer cars, new cars last year than we would normally. As a result of the semiconductor chip shortage, we're going to sell another one to two million short of what we normally sell in a healthy economy. And this is the healthiest this economy has been in my lifetime. So what's happening is there is a tremendous opportunity in front of franchise auto dealers because there's going to be pent up demand for new cars that they have never seen before. So it's a great time to be in the business. I'd be doing everything I could to accommodate OEM expectations so that I could command as much share of new car inventory as possible, as quickly as possible. But I'd be looking forward to the future. John, that's an outstanding closing statement there. And I really wanted to thank you for being on our show. Show, being on our podcast and for all the spectacular insights, sir. Thank you, Dave. It's great to talk with you. There you go. Well, folks, that is all for today. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. And if you want to get in touch with us to let us know how we impacted your business or just to ask questions for us to answer on the next podcast, don't hesitate to email us at trainingservices at efgusa.com. We would love to hear from you. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us in Google Play or the iTunes store and be sure to subscribe to hear more FNI talk outside the box. And EFG Productions.